you can't just introduce a new product to market and expect people to buy it. You have to introduce a new product to market and explain over and over again why this is a viable option, why this is an alternative solution. Welcome to Honest Ecommerce, a podcast dedicated to cutting through the BS and finding actionable advice for online store owners. I'm your host, Chase Clymer, and I believe running a direct-to-consumer brand does not have to be complicated or a guessing game. On this podcast, we interview founders and experts who are putting in the work and creating real results. I also share my own insights from running our top Shopify consultancy, Electric Eye. We cut the fluff in favor of facts to help you grow your e-commerce business. Let's get on with the show. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Honest E-Commerce. I'm your host, Chase Clymer. And today, we're welcoming to the show Mikey Goldman, the sole founder and CEO of Quiet Mind. Welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. I am very, very excited to be here. Oh, I know, I know, I know. So quickly, before we get into your awesome story, let's let the audience know the types of products you're bringing to market at Quiet Mind. So Quiet Mind is the first to market and really the you know world's first weighted pillow. Uh, a weighted pillow, when you think of it, when you might hear it at first, you might think, is this something I sleep on? But a weighted pillow is a huggable, squeezable, compact solution that's an alternative to weighted blankets that helps with ADHD, anxiety, stress relief, uh, and is really used for people struggling with some mental health issues uh, that they can place on them and take their emotions into their own hands. Absolutely. So where this idea come from? Take me back in time. Tell me, tell me how we arrived at you know, seeing is, is a weighted pillow going to be something the market needs? Yeah. So it's interesting. Like a lot of ideas and like a lot of companies, you hear this all too often that people created this because it simply didn't exist. And growing up or hearing that, you always try and figure out, you know, like a kid or someone in high school or college, what doesn't exist in the market. And I think trying to figure out something in the market that doesn't exist is harder almost than the way Quiet Mind Weighted Pillow came to me. I love this idea of natural solutions to treat and sort of affect and alter the symptoms of ADHD. Uh, I'm, a, I'm a person who grew up and I've had crazy ADHD. I had a sensory processing disorder where certain stimuli for myself were you know, not processed correctly within the brain. And because of that, my emotions were out of whack. Things did not uh, behave normally. And so, you know, starting down this path of saying, okay... I've always been curious to find natural drug-free solutions to help myself and help me combat the symptoms of ADHD. I was being overprescribed medication for ADHD. I was being treated for ADHD medication side effects with more medication. And all of a sudden, this led me down a path of I'm on so many different pills. I'm on so many different prescriptions. And then there's a need for this can't be the right way to do it. There's a need to get off of it. There's a need to find these natural drug-free solutions. Once I got off everything, once I got, you know, clean, so to speak, and figured out, okay, I can do this on my own. I've, like I was saying earlier, I've always been very curious about how do I, you know, alter my brain chemistry? How do I take the ADHD symptoms into my own hands? And I've been fascinated with the idea of natural drug free solutions, weighted blankets, weighted blankets are the popular buzzwordy term that blew up over COVID. They really got popular in 2017. And they are a way for people to take their mental health journey, their ADHD symptoms into their own hands. You place a weighted blanket on you, it's amazing. When you place a weighted blanket on you, I can go into the science later of it, but it makes you feel calm. Getting a weighted blanket was great. Moving a weighted blanket, not so great. 
I'm not sure if you're familiar with these, but everyone thinks I'm going to get this. I'm going to go from my couch to my bed, my bed to my couch. Easier said than done. 20 pounds is a lot of weight to be grabbing from a blanket, picking it up, moving it back and forth. So over time, it just kind of sat on my bed. Then, you know, I do like using it when I'm sleeping. I'd pull it on top of me or I'd take it off of me if I got too hot. But then there's this cumbersome aspect of it. There's this aspect of claustrophobia. There's this aspect of being too hot when you're using it. So one night, you know, uh, and it's, it's, it's weird to say, but one night it just hits me in the head, you know, clear as day where no joke, it just says, hey, weighted pillow. And I sleep with pillows around me. I sleep with one on my chest under my arm. Uh, I like to have this, you know, all these things around me. And so I turned over. I Googled it, went on Amazon, couldn't find a way to pillow. I was shocked. I, you know, I said, okay, let me fall asleep. Let me look again. Looked the next day, could not find weighted pillows. There's weighted stuffed animals, you know, for children. There are uh, weighted blankets. And there were no alternative solutions to weighted blankets. When you Google weighted blanket alternatives, it's put dumbbells on your bed, multiple blankets, beanbags on your bed, books, equestrian blankets. It's the most outdated and non-practical solutions. So the quiet mind weighted pillow came from a need of, hey, this does not exist. This should exist. Let me build it and let's see what happens. Um, and that's how I got to the Quiet Mind, you know, original weighted pillow. Awesome. All right. So you have this, uh, you know, this aha moment in bed, you know, in the middle of the night and you, you see and you're like, all right, this solution doesn't exist. What, what's the next step? I'm sure there are people out there that have great ideas, but they don't know what to do next. So what, what did you do? What was, how did you, did you get a prototype? Did you validate it? What did we do? Yeah. So this was a moment where you're thinking exactly the question. What do you do? How do you even go down this path? This seems like a great idea. This seems like there's a need. If I have an issue, I can't be the only person with it. So I sat on it for probably a month. And it was something that absolutely consumed my world. And when I say consumed, I mean, you know, everything I was doing for my day job was now turning into pillow research, weighted blanket alternative research. And I looked at the market and I understood, let me make sure this really does not exist, especially in this form. And let me see if there are, you know, somewhat viable options in the space that would make this product stand out. And then let me build a prototype. Um, I ordered some, some, some different tools from Amazon. Uh, when I say tools, they were ankle weights that, you know, people use for working out. I had a, a hanger from some clothing. I grabbed a pillow. And I placed these things in a, in a, you know, star format. And I think it was a nine pound weighted pillow and just said, let me just put this on me, sit with it. That was after about a month and it worked. So then finally I reached out to the first person I told who's actually now an investor, um, Nick Woodman, the GoPro CEO, who I have a relationship from back in the day. And I just said, am I crazy, man? This, this seems too simple and easy. This seems too good to be true. It's a weighted pillow. Am I crazy for this? And he absolutely loved it. Um, he, you know, explained how even if my target demographic of older, you know, the older generation, and when I say older, I mean, you know, I guess not really older, but 18 to 38, somewhere in there, kids would also be a viable option for this. Um, and that was basically then he goes, look, if you can't find funding for this, I'll invest in you. That right there was the all I needed to jump into this and say, all right. Let's give it a go. Let's try and make this a reality. And that was just over two and a half years ago, uh, two years ago. It was just over two years ago. And now we are live and selling the first weighted pillows. Awesome. All right. So two years is a long time, especially in the startup world. So what's next? You get, you get validation from, you know, one of the greatest founders in the last 20 years. Uh, what do you do with that? 
Yeah. So this is where being a solo founder, this is where, you know, coming from, I come from the tech world. I don't, did not know anything about consumer. I didn't even know where to begin. Uh, what next was asking a ton of questions to anybody who would be willing to answer. And you start building momentum that way. You reach out to other founders, you reach out to people who are in similar situations and you just ask them, Hey, what do you do? And you pick and choose from all the different pieces of advice of, you know, how to get going. Um, for the product side of things, I found a company here in, uh, I'm in LA. I found a company in Los Angeles, uh, Ristish Co, great R and D house where basically told them the idea and said, Hey, can you guys get me from prototype to almost out the door where we did branding, we did prototyping, they had different suppliers they could connect me with. And that was sort of phase one because they were able to get the, the naming going, the branding and the colors going. You know, they were able to start with this R and D phase of my prototype and take it one, two, three steps further. So that was really how you build the momentum. And it was ask questions along the way. And it was find the teams who have done it prior, who know where to, you know, start with, start with a product and use that as your foundation. And then, like I, you know, mentioned a couple of times, it's really all about building momentum and figuring out what you can do to throw on this snowball to keep the train rolling or to keep the, you know, snowball piling up as it goes down a hill. Uh, because there are a lot of terrible days as a solo founder. It's scary. It's overwhelming. You're at a loss for words. You're at a loss for thoughts. You have no idea what you're doing. And so figuring out the right people, um, building that momentum is, is key in this process. Absolutely. I want to ask, uh, as much as you can share, obviously some of it might be, uh, you need to keep it a little bit closer to the vest, but with working with an R and D house like that, working with, uh, I'm assuming this is post fundraising. So you had a little bit of a budget here. If I'm an entrepreneur that's looking to go that route, you know, what kind of expectations should I have of like investment or is it points on the product or, you know, what, how's that whole, whole thing work? Yeah. So there's, there's a huge risk involved with this where I kind of knew to do this. Um, I needed some of my own capital for it. And there was two reasons for that. One, I thought, hey, this idea, this idea is so new. This idea is so out there that I want to put some of my capital in and I want to put some of my money in to make it feel more real for me, to, to really for myself to say, I'm going to quit my job. I'm going to quit everything I'm doing to go into this. Having my own cash and you know capital in, involved in this, that was a really big um, statement for myself. That was a really big aspect of building the company. Because I just needed that sort of uh, self-confidence that, hey, we're going all in with this. And then for the capital side of things with outside investors, you know, talking to people and figuring out how do we do this. I, I, I did it kind of at different tiers where I got enough to get me to the first tier of get that prototype in people's hands and get a viable option where somebody can see it. And then once you get them to see it and believe it, the story is what then they gravitate to next. And so it was sort of each, you know, phase along the way of first prototype, second prototype, story, brand, go out, get a little bit more cash, go out, you put some of my cash in. But also being a solo founder, this was over COVID, um, bootstrapping a lot of it. It was, hey, what are the, you know, bare minimums you can do to just get a product to market. And that was something that I really built uh, along the way as my foundation was, let's just get the product to market with this, a small amount and, and see what happens. Be scrappy. Be scrappy. Really be scrappy. Hey there, merchant. Are you tired of trying to navigate the wild world of e-commerce on your own? Are you looking for a partner to help you achieve your goals? Look no further than the Shopify Plus agency, Electric Eye. 
Our team has a proven track record of helping our clients make millions with strategic design and development. Whether you're migrating from a legacy platform to Shopify, designing a new theme for your store, or just looking to optimize what you already have, Electric Eye is the perfect partner for you. Electric Eye are true Shopify experts. Not only is our Shopify knowledge unparalleled, but we have partnerships with all the best tech in the Shopify ecosystem. And don't worry, we're easy to get a hold of. Our clients rave about our fast communication. So here's the deal. If you're an e-commerce business doing over $1 million a year, you can receive a complimentary Shopify diagnostic from our team of experts. That's free, personalized strategic recommendations to improve your store and grow your business. To get started, head on over to electriceye.io slash connect to schedule an intro call with one of our experts. That's electriceye.io slash connect. Hey there, merchants. Are you struggling to get your Merchant Center ads approved but keep running into a price mismatching error? Wondering how your competitors are showing reviews, price, delivery, and product availability directly in search results? What if there was a way to get your ads approved for the first time and get more traffic without fighting for rankings? That's where JSONLD for SEO comes in. It's an app that helps you get more organic traffic to your Shopify store, qualifying you for over a dozen search enhancements and provides all the structured data you need for Merchant Center. JSON LD for SEO automatically adds the structured data needed and it's updated regularly as the rules change by Google. It's a hands-off SEO app that you don't need to monkey around with to get working. It's the safest, easiest, and most effective way to stand out from your competitors in search results. Contact us to get your free structured data audit for your store. Find JSON LD for SEO in the Shopify App Store to get started. That's J S O N L D for SEO or go to J S O N L D dot A P P. JSON LD dot app. Hey everybody, Chase here to talk about an amazing new product that's hitting the market. So what do brands like Warby Parker, Dr. Squatch, Vital Proteins, and Blinjet all have in common? They're all increasing their abandoned cart revenues by over 10x with Retention.com. Retention.com helps direct-to-consumer brands harness the power of identity to transform lost leads into sales and rapidly expand their abandoned revenues. Retention.com is giving honest e-commerce listeners 20% off their annual commitment. If you're not seeing the results that you want within 60 days, you can opt out at no charge. Head on over to retention.com slash honest. That's R-E-T-E-N-T-I-O-N.com slash H-O-N-E-S-T to book a demo today. So you build this prototype over COVID. How do you take? How do you go from prototype, from idea to you know, to selling this online? Like, how? What did you do? Any customer research with potential customers? Did you do any kind of like events? Like, where did you go find that first kind of those first customers and get that first feedback? Yeah, so it's it's interesting with the feedback side of things. Where the weighted blanket, we'll we'll start with the weighted blanket. Weighted blankets, like I said, they are great. But there were too many nights where, you know, I wake up under this thing and I get stuck and you're just, you know, you wake up in the middle of the night, you have no strength. You're, you're just kind of out of there. Like I either want to pull it on me or get it off of you. So that alone made me confident knowing there are definitely other people who are falling asleep with this thing on top of them or who are trying to pull it on them. And they're, they're, they're not having a pleasant experience. The same thing was with that, that selling point of from your couch to your bed, take it with you and knowing that is actually not very easy. It is kind of a pain to move it all around. 
So there was that first data point. Then as I started floating the idea out more and hearing the reception of that actually makes a lot of sense. I mean, think about the, you know, a stress ball. Your hand has a stress ball. It works great. Is there a stress ball for your body? There isn't. So this was sort of using another, you know, another proven concept in the market of a stress ball and saying, let's make one that's bigger. Let's make one for the body. So you're starting to build these things, these data points. And then I did some surveys and then, you know, I blasted some surveys out and just explained, Hey, do you like weighted blankets? Yes or no. You know, do you have these pain points, claustrophobia, heat? Yes or no. And then they check boxes. And then finding that one in three people after these surveys I conducted, one in three people said, I love the promises of weighted blanket, but I found them to be a pain in the ass. And so you start getting those points and you go, okay, now that I have, you know, actual feedback and I know people will benefit from this, let's build the prototype. Let's build the, the, the original weighted pillow that's going to work for people. It's the doing the surveys is what I was really interested in hearing and, and getting that feedback from customers to help direct the, the product, uh, to help, you know, basically the audience here is going to be a lot of founders, probably a few steps behind you. So I want to give them, some tactile things to go do to, you know, make their, uh, okay. To go be an entrepreneur. It's fun. <laughs> yeah. So there's actually, there's an interesting point about the situation I was in with the sort of the two year journey and surveying people, telling people being in stealth. And I think there's this idea of when you're a founder with a new idea, it's the stealth mode, you know, process that you, you undertake. And I really took that to the fullest because I had a new product. I had a weighted pillow. Weighted blankets are everywhere. And so how do I tell the right amount of people? How do I get the word out there? How do I do surveys? How do I get feedback? But also at the same time, how do I keep this very under wraps? I mean, I was doing NDAs partly because I was a first time founder and I thought maybe that's what you're supposed to do. Um, but also for the fact I'm in Los Angeles, I'm around people who there's the gravity blankets founder. Uh, you know, actually funny story about gravity blankets. Um, Gravity Blankets founder, sold his company, but he's in LA. No joke. I made a prototype. And within the first month, somebody comes over and goes, what is this? And I go, it's a way to pull it to my work on. And she said, oh, I know the Gravity Blankets founder. Do you want me to tell you? Or do you want me to introduce you? And that moment was actually one of the most pivotal moments for the company. Because if I didn't hear that, I might have been more open and you know trustworthy with this. But I could not believe that somebody knew... Not my competitor because he's doing something else, but he is doing some some other things. But that just they brought that up in the first month, and so for me is what it did. I took this stealth mode really seriously, and I said I wanted to be the first to do this. I wanted to be the inventor of this. Um, and so you have to pick and choose along the way. Who do you tell? So you start doing surveys, but when you do these surveys, you give just a little bit of information, or you maybe bake in the weighted pill among other things. Um, and you just don't make it as obvious. And you're careful with who you tell. You're careful with who you trust. And especially because, you know, if you have a great idea, if you have something that you really believe in and you're going all in for, you're putting your capital and you're quitting your job for, um, it makes sense to be careful. I mean, I had sleepless nights because I was worried people would, you know, beat me to market with the product. And so I think being in stealth mode by pulling in the right users along the way, that's your, you know, your secret weapon um, to make you feel comfortable because... Like I kind of mentioned earlier, being an entrepreneur is very stressful. It's overwhelming, but it is very exhilarating and exciting. And so keeping things close to home uh, is almost your secret weapon for just mental peace of mind. Um, 
And I just could not believe that somebody knew, you know, the the competition, the the goat in the arena, uh, so to speak, for this product. Absolutely. Let's talk about getting out of stealth mode. Let's talk about what was that go to market strategy? What are you guys doing right now to kind of get the the word out about the product to get those you know customers beyond kind of friends and family? Yeah, so there's a couple things with the weighted pillow and especially Quiet Mind as a whole. Quiet Mind was really formed because of my personal experience. And it's like the name says, a quiet mind and a quiet mind cures all. Because I truly believe that when your mind is quiet, it allows you to reset. It allows you to pause. It allows you to think. And it allows you to create your best work. So by going off that as your sort of framework for, okay, we're going to go with Quiet Mind as the name. And then for my story itself, I was overprescribed. I had all of these drugs, all of these problems because of the way pills were handed out to me. And so now it's, I want to make sure that my story doesn't, you know, go to the back burner, doesn't die with this. And it kind of lives on and is used as my guiding light because the company is used or the company is creating products that help quiet the mind. So PR was pivotal or was crucial for myself. PR was sort of the thing that I said. Me and my story are two of the biggest parts of Quiet Mind, as with the weighted pillow. Let's develop the story the right way. Let's develop the story so we build up this company the right way. And we can not only just have the pillow, but we can make people understand why there's a pillow. The why for the pillow is a natural drug-free solution to combat the symptoms of ADHD and is to help people who are in my situation, who are looking for these alternative solutions that aren't medicine, that aren't medication, you know, to ease their symptoms. So PR was, you know, my number one choice. It was, we're going to develop this, especially because we're, we're, we're launching and we want to make sure that by the time we get to the holiday season, people understand what they're buying. People understand quiet mind. SEO was another one. SEO, you know, in thinking about this was weighted pillow. It's a brand new term. People are searching it, but people might be searching weighted pillow thinking, do I sleep on this? So we wanted to make sure not only are we owning the weighted pillow terms, but we're owning the space around that. So cuddle pillows, body pillows for anxiety. We're owning all these terms that might be new, that might, you know, start coming out as the PR is also getting picked up. So as PR is doing its thing and as PR is pushing this story, this narrative about natural drug-free solutions for ADHD relief, cuddle pillows, huggable pillows, that at the same time... As SEO, because SEO also takes, you know, a couple months, four or eight months to really get going, that they're, you know, they're joined at the hip. And these two things are both working the same way, pushing the same narrative. So by the time we hit the holiday season, by the time we hit the the bigger market, you know, the the shopping season, we have the two things humming and drumming where people hear from a PR story, oh, weighted pillow. They go to Google, they search weighted pillow, you see quiet mind. That is probably one of the biggest challenges for a new product with a new market is getting eyeballs on your term, making people understand your term. Um, and the other aspect for a new product, a new thing is education. People need to hear weighted pillow over and over again. People need to br- build brand trust, build brand equity. You can't just introduce a new product to market and expect people to buy it. You have to introduce a new product to market and explain over and over again why this is a viable option, why this is an alternative solution. You know, I, I use it as an example of one of my first jobs out of college. I was at this company called Zora. It was doing subscription billing and subscription software management. And at the time, no one really knew what subscription billing was. And, you know, I was there for five years. And from day one to the end of the five years, it was the same message over and over and over again. And you have to educate the market 
on the use case. You have to educate the market on this new terms because you have to make people understand it, hear it, trust it. Um, so they eventually buy or buy into your company, buy into your product, uh, believe in you because it just, it, it will not happen overnight. Um, and to that point, uh, I know this might be going a little off, but it's to the point of that, the building that brand trust. You know, I was talking with Nick about pillows, one, two, three, what's next. And he, he, you know, paused me and he goes, you have to realize if you saw a thousand of these, if you saw 5,000 of these, 10,000, that's 10,000 people in the U.S. There are still millions of other people who do not have a pillow or who don't understand it. So that thinking goes hand in hand with the education around it is you're just, you're starting from ground one every single day on making people know there's a pillow, making people know there's quiet mind. But yeah. Awesome. Mikey, we talked about a lot today. Is there anything I didn't ask you about that you think would resonate with our audience? I think one of the key things for being a founder and especially being a solo founder when you have a new product is when do you put the product into market? And you hear this all the time and you really do hear people say, get the product to market and get that initial feedback. And I think one of the the issues I struggled with was this was my baby. This was my first product. This was my first company. And I wanted things to be perfect. And you have to really listen to your advisors, your investors. You have to listen to the people that tell you this, that just say, just get it out because you need that feedback. There are things with this pillow, the quiet mind weighted pillow that, you know, maybe I don't love or I could have done better. And I could have sat here for the next year to two years fine tuning that. But you have to get something out to market to really have the audience, the users, the reviews give you that data and feedback. And that's the goal with this first, you know, initial launch is, hey, maybe there's things me as a founder didn't love. But those people who are holding these pills right now, nobody has noticed those things. Only the person who is too close to it notices those things. And so being able to just, you know, get it out to market, get your feedback and really do. I mean, it's cliche to say, but all of those phrases you hear growing up, uh, all the things you hear in the movies or all the things you hear in the business world, they're all true. And so kind of knowing when to follow along with those and you hear it. I mean, you hear it with Apple, you hear it with Steve Jobs. Hey, just get the product to market um, and then we'll iterate from there. Uh, and I think that was a very crucial lesson lesson to getting this out uh, out the door. And then there was one other thing I, I wanted to touch on with about this, you know, working with overseas manufacturers uh, over COVID. So another, you know, kind of issue that I had to deal with was working with overseas manufacturing while in COVID, while trying to build this, dealing with supply chain. And I was never actually face to face with the team who took it from the prototype to the reality. And so we're sending things back and forth, you know, shipping costs are getting, getting very high. We're talking late at night, early in the morning over WhatsApp. You know, I'm, I'm working with uh, different retailers on this and learning how to operate in a different sense of the, you know, learning how to operate, not face to face, learning how to operate in something that's totally unfamiliar to you, how to read people who are speaking a different language, how to interpret, you know, what they may sing, may, may be saying that's getting lost in translation. That takes time and that's a skill. And that is something that is incredibly frustrating because you have no idea half the time what you're saying to them, if it's being received correctly and vice versa. But learning how to operate in a, in a, in a form that it makes you uncomfortable, uh, is, a huge key to success of being a founder because everything is uncomfortable. 
So if you learn how to deal with the uncomfortable situation and learn how to operate in that uncomfortable situation, it makes things a lot better. And, you know, my supplier who I've never met face to face, they're actually coming out uh, to Los Angeles in a month. Um, will be a first time meeting him. Uh, we built almost an entire product by never meeting and being hands on and things definitely take longer. But if you stick with it, you keep going, uh, it does get better. Awesome, Mikey. Now, if I'm a founder, I'm stressed out. I, you know, things are wonky for me, and I want one of these pillows. Where do I go? What do I do? OneQuietMind.com is where you can find the first weighted pillow in the market. And like I said earlier, weighted pillows. You you place a pillow on top of your body. It's a huggable, squeezable. It's an incredibly soft, plush pillow that uses the science of weighted blankets. You're using um, deep pressure stimulation, which is a way to alter the chemistry in your brain to basically take in stimuli and say, let's send out some neurotransmitters. Let's, you know, add these things to your brain chemistry, uh, hormones such as serotonin, dopamine, um, cortisol, melatonin. And it's a natural way to get the calming relaxation that you desire. So onequietmind.com, follow us on Instagram at quietmind and, you know, dive into this, uh, this new way to quiet your mind. Uh, literally, you know, it's, it's a blessing now to find, to find peace in your, in a quiet mind. And the pillow really does provide that. It's a, it's a new way to find relief from stressful everyday situations. Awesome. Mikey, thank you so much for coming on the show today. All right. Thank you very much. We can't thank our guests enough for coming on the show and sharing their knowledge and journey with us. We've got a lot to think about and potentially add into our own businesses. You can find all the links in the show notes. You can subscribe to the newsletter at honestycommerce.co to get each episode delivered right into your inbox. If you're enjoying this content, consider leaving a review on iTunes. That really helps us out. Lastly, if you're a store owner looking for an amazing partner to help you get your Shopify store to the next level, reach out to Electric Eye at electriceye.io. Until next time.